Hello, welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Sparks Fly from Speak Now, Taylor's version. Oh, wow. And today, we are discussing the song, oh, Speak Now from, you guessed it, Speak Now, Taylor's version. Get ready to hear Speak Now a lot on this episode. (laughs) Speak Now is the fourth track on uh, Speak Now, Taylor's version. (laughs) Speak Now was originally released on October 25th, 2010, and Taylor's version was released on July 7th, 2023. This song, as well as the whole album, was solely written by Taylor. Mm Mm-hmm. Speak Now has been played live by Taylor 125 times. Most of these were performed on her Speak Now World Tour back in 2011, and she most recently played it as a surprise song on the Eras Tour on April 13th in Tampa, Florida. So let us know if you were there and if you saw it. Yes, yeah. please. I'm sure some of some of you were there. Mm-hmm. Speak Now debuted at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100, even though it was never a single, mm, which is pretty cool. Interesting. Back back in the OG days? Yeah, back in the OG days, wow, 2010. cool. So, Devin, mm-hmm. what do you think about Speak Now? This song is so much fun. Mm-hmm. What a great title song for the album. Honestly, I wasn't expecting when I first heard it for this to be the vibe of the title song mm-hmm. i don't know for some reason i thought that it was gonna be i don't know more rock and roll or something especially because you know you have mine and sparks fly and around it and then like you have you know speak now which is just like this bop mm-hmm. of this kind of like you know i i see it set in like the 50s where she's wearing like a poodle skirt and like <laughs> you know like the little the little white sneakers with the socks that have frill, frills on them you know and like a ponytail yeah sort I, of I, thing you're saying that's funny when she did it on the tour she was in the purple dress yeah right? in the purple yeah. dress for and it. then dear john and they had little gloves on yeah too. the little, little Super gloves cute. yeah and she had the microphone right in the stand and she was with her two singers yeah. right and and they get, did like a little dance. Yeah, like a doo-wop dance. Yeah, doo-wop, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So that's what I kind of picture every time I hear this song. And the yeah, the production is just so boppy. And Taylor's voice is just light and airy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this. Ooh. The lyrics are just so incredible. And I mean, this first verse itself is fantastic to set you up for the whole rest of the song. I am not the kind of girl who should be rudely barging in on a white veil occasion. <laughs> Like, so good, but then she flips it on him, but you are not the kind of boy who should be marrying the wrong girl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So she's, you know, it's not her fault that she has to do this. You're the guy who's marrying the wrong girl. I I have to say something. I have to (laughs) come in here. And I I love the rhythm of the guitar strumming there. Boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. It's... So, so good. Again, it gives you the kind of that, like, boppy, like, doo-wop feel. All of the incredible insults that she throws yeah. at this girl, they're just so good. There's so much shade being thrown, along with just, like, this really boppy, fun production. She's yeah. literally just, like, throwing this girl under the bus. <laughs> she's, like, she's definitely the wrong girl for you. She has a snotty little family all dressed in pastel. <laughs> she's wearing a gown shaped like a pastry. She's 
yelling at her bridesmaids yeah. like she's not the girl for you. Where's the music <laughs> video for this song, by the I way? I know, right? Honestly, it's so visual. It's so, so visual. I love that she sets up the chorus as a daydream. Who knows if she's even in, she's not really invited to this wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Like she, the her bride-to-be forgot her invitation, right? In, well, in the she song. didn't invite her right. on purpose. Right. Yes. <laughs> and so, but she showed up anyway. Yeah. And she's going <laughs> to... So she was uninvited by the lovely bride-to-be. Yes. <laughs> and I just love that, I don't know, I kind of like see her at the doors of the church, like having this daydream of what's about to happen when she walks in, you know, before mm-hmm. the whole... And then as the song progresses, it, it again, like music video, perfect. Taylor, make a music video Well, of I this. think kind of like the grown-up funnier goofier version of this story music video is i bet, I you, bet you think, think about, about me. me yes you know absolutely it's like a progression of the same kind of trope absolutely yeah except that and i bet you think about me it's after the wedding she doesn't end and, up with the guy she's like here right, i am bye right. i'm better like, off without you oh yeah. yeah and in this one she ends up with the guy <laughs> yeah and the chorus of course is just so freaking good and so catchy mm-hmm. it it's so great. And I love that at the end of the chorus, that line, you need to hear me out. And they said, speak now. Yeah. You know, it's not it's like the priest said it. <laughs> you know, it's not my fault that they asked for it. If if he didn't want to hear it, if he didn't want to hear anybody say speak now, then he wouldn't have said it. <laughs> so it, I find it interesting because in the couple of weddings that we've gone to, in, in the past couple of months and stuff, no one says speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, I think that it's not actually like that common. Definitely not modernly, but mm. even in, back in the day, I don't think it was that common. I mm. think it really got picked up in media. In media, like movies and stuff. Because it made for like a fun storyline. Right. Or a dramatic storyline. Yeah. I'm sure that there were some weddings where it did happen. Uh-huh. And maybe there were states where there was law that then it wasn't anymore, things like that. But I think it was really more of like a media thing. Mm. And for those who don't know, what we're talking about is when a priest says, speak now or forever hold your peace Mm -hmm. at a wedding. Um, Or should anyone decide that this couple should not be wed, speak now. Yeah. And that right before he says, you shall be wed and you may kiss the bride. you, You may kiss whoever. And. I love that she write, wrote a song about it. Yeah. You know, I love that this is basically just like the rom-com, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Love in the Next Verse, a song that sounds like a death march yeah. instead of the processional, yeah. you know, it sounds like a death march. I just picture like the stormtroopers marching down the aisle <laughs> and the bride is Darth Vader, you know, and it's like the Imperial March. So funny. I think some people do walk down the aisle to the Imperial March. I, I believe it. Yeah, I've heard I believe about it. that. So good. I love, at the end of this verse, you wish it was me, don't you? Yes. <laughs> I love that. You know that we love a spoken line here yeah. at K to Z, especially Gab. We love the good spoken so line. Good. And this, her, Taylor's version, this, don't you, is just, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I love the backup harmonies in the chorus, too. I don't know if it's her uh, dubbing over or if she actually has her backup singers from the original production, which was um, Caitlin. Caitlin, yeah. They sound great. And then, like, she actually does it. She actually says, like, she what she wants, and she gets up. And mm-hmm. she's like, actually, I am going to speak now. 
and he runs away with her, yeah. which is amazing. Absolutely phenomenal ending. And that little giggle after marrying the wrong girl. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, just such a great little touch. <laughs> and I, like always, I love at the end of Taylor's songs when she flips the lyrics on mm-hmm. the final time through. And in this case, it's, and you'll say, let's run away now. I'll meet you when I'm out of my tux at the back door. Baby, I didn't say my vows. Yeah. So so glad you were around when they said speak now yeah. <laughs> such so good just so just so good taylor make a music video please and, <laughs> and as like uh, you know the purple version of i bet you think about me that goes into the red version of i bet you think about me <laughs> i don't think we're going to be getting a music video for this one no probably but not we got i can see you yeah yeah but which is awesome. m- maybe maybe we'll make a music video to it <laughs> I feel like it would be very involved production. Yeah, probably. It would be really fun. I bet people have done that on YouTube. Yeah, that'd be fun. So fun. I think so. Great addition to this album. It's just so much fun. And there isn't another song like it on the album. Yeah. Which is, like, really, really cool. And it really showed how she was experimenting with a whole bunch of different sounds. A whole bunch of different feels. Genres. Genres, if you will. Really, really cool. I like it a lot. Gab, what do you think about Speak Now? I love the clear and linear storytelling of Speak Now. Mm. It's so cinematic. And, you know, Taylor played that out pretty perfectly in her Speak Now tour. Kind of as she was singing about it, it was happening on stage, Mm -hmm. too, with all the dancers. And I remember, as you were saying, I always wanted a music video for this song when it first came out. Because it was so visual. I could see the whole story, and I really wanted to watch that story. It felt very similar to the You Belong With Me music video that's so linear, mm, such a mm-hmm. good rom-com type story mm-hmm. that I watched over and over and over again when it first came out. And so I was like, that's what I wanted for yeah. Speak Now. I think that this song is super fun. It's boppy. It's airy. Taylor just sounds really fantastic on it. And I love how she like is throwing these barbs out at the bride, but like it's very nicely. Like she doesn't miss a beat. You almost miss mm-hmm. that she's insulting the mm-hmm. bride. <laughs> yeah. I really love the drums on this song and how peppy they Mm. make this song. Mm. Um, I think it's that kind of like doo-wop 50s, 60s kind of vibe you were talking about. Mm -hmm. That's what it kind of sounds like to me. Yeah. Like, bump, 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 (sighs) bump, bump. It's kind of like, be my, be my baby. For sure. The chorus is unbelievably catchy. I love what you called out the little spoken, and don't you? It's, (laughs) It's so iconic. It's so cute. It's sassy. It's fun. I think the bridge is really a perfect continuation of this story. And it's like that dramatic climax of her actually speaking now. Mm -hmm. I think it works so, so well in the song, the way she does that during the bridge. And then the choruses at the end after like he runs away with her are so like triumphant. Mm -hmm. I love that and how the energy picks up there. I just think it's just a really fun and cute rom-com of a song. Mm. Yeah. It really is. It is. It's so good. So good. Devin, do you relate to this song? I mean, not terribly. Like, I, I can't really relate to it because I don't think I've ever been in that situation. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No. And no one, no one spoke up at our wedding. There wasn't so. even an option for that. There wasn't that, even obviously. an option. It's so silly. Yeah. 
Yeah, could you imagine, like, you know, Mama and Papa getting up and being like, forget about it! (laughs) They never would. (laughs) I mean, in this day and age, like, with objections and things like that, like, generally, you know, it's like our parents aren't, like, you know, giving us over with, like, a dowry or anything like that. Like, you know, they don't really, if they object, who cares, you know? Who cares? Which they didn't. No, 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) At least we think. Definitely did. I know. We don't (laughs) think, we know. (laughs) But... (laughs) Well, that being said, it is a really good reminder to speak up for what you believe in and what you want. You know, if there's something you want to go and get, you better speak now. True. And that, I think, goes for everything in life. I agree with that. You need to, nothing's going to just come to you usually. No. And if this person is a doofus and is marrying the wrong girl (laughs) and can't really see it until you stand up and shout it in a church, (laughs) then then that's what needs to happen. Yeah, you you gotta speak now. You gotta get up and speak now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I call this advocating for yourself. Ooh, yes. Yeah. And, and I don't think that's as catchy of as a title for a song. Can you imagine? The song's called Advocating, <laughs> advocating for, for Yourself. <laughs> no, Speak Now is definitely a catchier title. <laughs> or that the, the, the title of the album is just called Advocate for Yourself. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Taylor's version. <laughs> it sounds like such a boring album. Yeah. Yeah, and now everybody... It's like a self-help. <laughs> the debut of Advocate for Yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gab, <laughs> do you relate to this song? So the Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace trope in movies was absolutely one of my favorite mm. tropes growing up. Mm. I loved, like, loved stories about, like, a guy marrying the snooty, stuck-up, wrong girl and then figuring out his best friend or, like, the tomboy or mm-hmm. someone from his past was, like, the right one all along. Like, yep. I was obsessed with that trope. And I would say that, like, that kind of story was the one I most often played over and over with my Barbies. Yeah. It was either <laughs> that storyline or, like, Cinderella at the ball where uh-huh. I dress up every single Barbie. I spent hours dressing them up and then they're at the ball and then he spots the one that is oh. the one, you know? Oh, yeah. Those were my two favorite tropes. Wow. Um, and I think a lot of it comes from movies I was obsessed with like that. Mm-hmm. I think the main movie that was formative for me with this trope was It Takes Two. Uh-huh, yeah. And one of my favorite favorite childhood movies i'm a huge mary kate and ashley fan uh-huh. like massive mary kate and ashley fan like i grew up with them mm-hmm. um i wanted to have a twin so badly also from the parent trap even mm. though it was it was both Lindsay lohan yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah no it takes two is such a good version of this trope and a good version of like not feeling bad for the other woman because she's so awful like right. she wants to ship the daughter off to boarding school like such a classic yeah. trope yep. I really, really loved that plot line. Some other movies. So it takes two. Parent Trap wasn't exactly a speak now or forever hold your peace, but it was a marrying the wrong girl interfering type right, thing. Right. So those were very formative. Yeah, right. What was her name? Vivian? Meredith. Meredith. But Vivian works too. But <laughs> Vivian Meredith. is, is uh, legally blind. Yes. Apologies. Maid of Honor starring Patrick Dempsey. Oh, yeah. Sweet Home Alabama is kind of like this, but it's the woman with the two mm-hmm. different guys. Um, my best friend's wedding, not quite, but kind of a little bit. And mm-hmm. then even Shrek had yeah. this plot line. Yeah. And there's a lot of other movies that have this plot line, but those were the ones that were most formative for me. Yeah. And I mean, it truly, I can't even explain to you how like deep in my bones loving this plot line is. Oh, it's so, so funny. So and good. so when I first heard this song in 2010, when it came out, I was like, yes, this is the kind of story I just this is love. It. <laughs> this is it. This is my yeah. song. 
Yeah, so it's just super fun. And I know that Taylor, like, because we're, you know, right around the same age, she grew up with a lot of the same mm-hmm. media that I grew up watching. Yeah. And it's cool that, like, different tropes like that were also formative for her and her storytelling. Yeah. And I love that. Ah, uh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we get to the segment of... Gossip. The hidden message for Speak Now in the original version liner notes was, you always regret what you don't say. It's true. Which is a very nice message. It is. About the song, Taylor said... This song was actually inspired by one of my friends. She was telling me a story about her childhood sweetheart crush, and they were together in high school, and then they went their separate ways. I understood it as they were going to get back together. She comes in and tells me that he's getting married. He had met this other girl who was a horrible person. She made him stop talking to his friends, cut off his family ties, and made him so isolated. And randomly I was like, oh, are you going to speak now? After Taylor's conversation with her friend, she had a dream about one of her ex-boyfriends getting married. Taylor decided that she needed to write a song about interrupting a wedding. She posted on her website back in the day, For me, I like to think of it as good versus evil, and this girl is so completely painted as the evil one. (laughs) (laughs) Good versus evil. So some people believe that Haley Williams, the lead singer of Paramore and Taylor's longtime friend, is rumored to have been the inspiration behind Speak Now. In April of 2010, she attended the wedding of her ex-boyfriend and ex-bandmate, Josh Farrow, and it's kind of around the time that Speak Now was written. Yeah. Doesn't really make sense for the whole childhood high school crush thing, but yeah. you know, yeah. it's a theory online. Oh. Taylor explained to Chris Woman of Yahoo Music why she chose to title the album after this song. She said, When titling an album for me, the first step is I go down the titles of the songs I have so far and see any of those titles that could be the recurring theme throughout the entire record. At this point, I had probably 70% of the songs that ended up being on the album. And I just kept going back to Speak Now Mm. because I think it's such a metaphor, that moment where it's almost too late and you've got to either say what it is you're feeling or deal with the consequences Mm -hmm. forever. And I feel like that's such a metaphor for so many things that we go through in life where you can, you can either say what you mean or you can be quiet about it forever. Wow. And this album seems like the opportunity for me to speak now or forever hold my peace. Wow. I love that quote. I think it's really good. In the liner notes for Speak Now, Taylor's version, which you all should absolutely Google and read if you haven't read them yet. Some people post them on Instagram. It's like a long, longer note. But at one part about the title of Speak Now, Taylor says... I had the nagging sense that in the most intense moments of my life, I had frozen. Mm. I had said nothing publicly. I still don't know if it was an instinct, not wanting to seem impolite, or just overwhelming fear. Mm-hmm. But I made sure to say it all in these songs. I decided to call the album Speak Now. It was a play on the Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace moment in weddings, but for me, it symbolized a chance to respond to the chatter and commentary around my own life. Yeah. And that's so what it is. Yeah. It, it, she covers it all there. Yeah, because this was the album to silence the haters. Yeah. To be and like, I write my own music. This, yeah. is, this is it. I'm speaking yeah, now. exactly. And people were, you know, doubting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she talks a lot about that, as well as the criticism that people had on her voice at this mm-hmm. time, too. That really affected her. And then you'll, you can hear about that in Mean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As in a full-on rainstorm instead of a fall-in rainstorm. <laughs> Yes. Ridiculous. I'll never, never get over that. (laughs) 
I think it's pretty cool. Just A, that Speed Now's Taylor's version just came out. We're covering this song now. Mm -hmm. And just how much it means to Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she knows because she listens to the podcast. So, Devin, Uh what's your favorite line in Speak Now? I love the I sneak in and see your friends and her snotty little family all dressed in pastel. (laughs) I, I think it is so wonderful. And it's, again, yeah, it's so visual. And I just see a whole bunch of just, like, awful people sitting around, like, ordering servers around and, like... You know, uh, ridiculous. Get day drinking like crazy. <laughs> like her brother has like a flask. And oh my is, god! You know, oh what, so. What funny. color pastel is her brother's suit? Uh, I was gonna say like orange. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all yeah, the color of the rainbow. Mm. Yeah, so funny. It 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 is, and it's just so funny like how she sounds as she's singing this line. Like all dressed in pastel. Yeah. It's just like so nice and like whatever. Flippant. Yeah. She's throwing so much shade. It's so good. Gab, what is your favorite line? I love the bridge after she speaks. Horrified looks from everyone in the room, but I'm only looking at Uh, you. Yeah. And I love the way she sings it. I think it's so, so good. Okay, Devin. Mm -hmm. From one to ten, gown shaped like a pastry, Mm. which is truly one of my favorite lines. Actually, yeah. And also, I think that the Speak Now gown Taylor's been wearing on the tour (laughs) during the The uh, Speak Now section is a gown shaped like a pastry. Yes, 100%. It's layered. It really looks like a pastry. What kind of pastry do you see it as? Like a cupcake. A cupcake. Okay. Yeah, like a like a yeah. very frilly, frilly mm-hmm. cupcake. Big cupcake. Yeah, because yeah. cupcakes were super in. Remember yeah. how trendy cupcakes were in mm-hmm. like the early aughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see it as, you know, like those like um, bunt cakes that had like fruit on them. So, so fruit cakes. <laughs> <laughs> fruit, you see it as a fruit cake? Is a fruitcake a pastry? I guess so, yeah. I think, I think so. Yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> I think it could also be like a cream puff. You know cream puff? Yeah. Um, have you ever seen a profiterole? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that Her dress kind of looks like a profiterole, mm-hmm. I feel like. It's got cream in the middle and it's like layered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. or like in the Nutcracker when, was it like Mrs. Gingerbread or whatever? Mm-hmm. And like the little gingerbread kids. Uh, and, and she has like this giant like pastry like cake like giant dress yeah, on uh-huh. and all the kids like run underneath it and they run That's out or whatever like the big big yeah. one yeah 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 I see that yeah. I totally see that <laughs> anyway so many options for pastry. it could be all let us know from one to ten gowns shaped like a pastry what do you give speak now <laughs> so I think that I'm going to give speak now eight gowns shaped like a pastry wow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was that lower or higher higher oh okay cool yeah, no, I love this song. I've always enjoyed this song, even on the original version, too. I, I think that it's such a fun bop, mm-hmm. and, and I think that it's such a fun listening experience from some of the other songs around it, especially if you go in order. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it's really, I think, a lot, lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it eight gowns shaped like a pastry. Cab. From 1 to 10, gowns shaped like a pastry. What do you give? Speak now. I hate when I grade lower than you. Uh-oh. But I have to be honest. Yeah. So I really love this song. I love, I mean, it was really important to me when it first came out. Like, it just was so fun and so visual. Mm-hmm. I just think that, like, 
there are so many songs like I'm trying to like rank in my head all different ways, you know. Yeah. That for me, this one is just like a little bit simpler, even though I do love it. Mm-hmm. I give it six gown shaped like a pastry. Okay. That's my honest ranking. Hey, you had to speak now. I had to speak now. Well, now we get to the segment of Swifty Spotlight. Well, for this week's Swifty Spotlight, we have Kaylee Kolb, all the way from Houston, Texas, joining us. How are you today, Kaylee? (laughs) Welcome. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've been like smiling ear to ear all day yeah. <laughs> so excited we love, love it. it and you got your eras eras sweatshirt on i do oh, t-shirt um, on yeah one of three uh like Amazing. clothing apparel that i bought i got one like at the tour but they were sold out of so much so i ended yeah. up just buying stuff online but it was great because it actually came with the box that had like the confetti from the Eras tour in it. Nice. I oh, had no that's idea. Cool. It was so nice that she like did that. That's <laughs> like, so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And I was like in the nosebleeds, which is fine. But like I did not get any confetti. And so I was so excited when I got that. Oh, you got some? Oh. Yeah. Which, which, yeah. which concert did you go to? I went to night two of Houston to so the Saturday night. It was oh. awesome. I Ooh. loved it. What were your surprise songs? I got a place in this world, and <laughs> today is a fair. Oh a fairy yeah, oh. so good! I was so happy with them because I feel like those are like really OG mm-hmm. Swift songs, and so she was so proud of us for like singing all the words. Yeah, she even said before um, a place in this world, she was like, "This is kind of an old one. If you don't know the words, it's okay." But we did. <laughs> of course, fun. of course. <laughs> like Taylor, yeah. we all know the songs. Yeah. <laughs> about <laughs> yeah oh that's great. so cool oh, that's oh, awesome so, fun. so much fun well for our first question uh tell us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun yeah so like you said i'm from houston texas born and raised if you could not tell from my accent <laughs> um, i am a middle school choir director which oh, is such cool. a fun the best job in the world i just finished my first year of teaching um, I have a degree in music education from Baylor University, sick of this. Oh, um, <laughs> and I have a dog named Manny. I love him, Aww. dog mom. Aww. And I love spending my time with him, of course, and my boyfriend, Jonathan, of two years, which I'm sure you'll hear him a lot throughout this. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I love him. He went with <laughs> me to the Eras tour, which is Aww. so awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. <laughs> what, what kind of dog? Um, he's like a black lab mix. He's kind of, he almost looks like a miniature black lab. He's a rescue dog. Um, so he's, yeah, I love him. He's 10 years old. He's getting a little old. I know. So cute. So cute. And I I have to ask, um, have you done any Taylor Swift in your choir that you uh, (laughs) are teaching? Yes. Okay. So we do this thing every year called a pop show and it's like at the end of the year and it's where we let the kids like do something that's maybe not like the you know traditional choir mm-hmm. stuff that we do throughout the year they get to choose a pop song and we do class acts and we do group acts solos um, I couldn't convince my seventh grade girls to do shake it off it was like uh, I was like second place they did single ladies <laughs> oh that's <laughs> fun <laughs> yeah we had like a theme too the theme was legends 
So it was mm. like, you know, those are, but they did do some Taylor Swift stuff as like solos and group backs, which oh, is so cool. fun. Um, I have a couple of students who are big Swifties, which is so sweet because they're like 13 and 12. Yeah. And so when she started her career, like they weren't even born. Yeah. <laughs> and so the fact, and they know, like they know everything. They know all about the eras. They, they know their stuff. They even wow. made me like a little friendship bracelet oh. for the eras tour. So oh my God, so shout cute. out to them. I love my little students, but yeah, definitely have some swiftiness in there. And I reference okay. it all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love it's so they cool. know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when did you first become a Swifty? And do you remember the first Taylor Swift song that you heard? Yes. Okay, so I am about 10 years younger than Taylor. So I want okay. to put that out there first. Okay. I'm kind of, I guess you could say a younger Swifty. Okay. Um, so when she began her career, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I do remember the first time that I heard a Taylor Swift song. I was eight years old. It was like 2008, fall of 2008. And my dad was driving me to volleyball practice (laughs) and on the radio, he was like, oh, all right, well, I'm going to turn this up. I've heard this song. I think you'll like it. And it was Love Story by Taylor Swift. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember like just loving it. And then anytime it came on the radio, I'd be like, turn it up, dad. I love this song. (laughs) And then when You Belong With Me came out, I loved that too. And so eventually he got off of iTunes. Um, like the debut album and Fearless once it came out mm. all on my little iPod oh, and I would yeah. listen to it and so a lot of her like older albums I so associate with my childhood because mm. like I remember listening to them going to all sorts of things during my childhood and so yeah I, I loved her at the beginning I was definitely a young Swifty fan I went to the Fearless tour and the Speak Now tour, the Fearless tour was kind of on a whim. I was 10 years old mm-hmm. and my parents, like the day of, it was like on a Friday and it was at the Toyota Center here in Houston, which is a much smaller stadium than yeah. the one season now. Yeah. Um, and I remember like the day of my parents looked on, I, they just happened to go on like Subhub, I think. And they realized that the ticket prices had really dropped like the uh, day yeah. of, like it was like 50 bucks for like really good seats. And so they were like, y'all want to go see Taylor Swift? Oh, so <laughs> we cool. Went, like the day of, it was the first time I saw her, me and my two younger sisters, we all went. And it was, oh my God, it was life changing. I loved oh. it. I still remember it. It was awesome. And so that was kind of how I became a Swifty. And then as I got kind of into like my teen years, I remember not being super attached to her for a few years, kind of mm-hmm. like circa 2013 to 2017-ish because and when I looked back I realized it was because Taylor was growing and Mm. she was becoming an adult and I was still a kid Mm -hmm. (laughs) her songs weren't resonating as much with me as they were because when she was 25 in her 1989 era I was 14 (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't really relating but then once I got into like college reputation came out lover came out and I started going through a lot of those experiences that like maybe she had during the red era and during Mm, the 1989 uh era. And so I kind of got back into listening to her and kind of found that again because I could relate again. And I always find it funny. Like I remember um, when all too well came out and when it was the red era, 
I hated that song. Like I was like, <laughs> I don't understand this. I was 12 years old. Yeah. So I was like, I don't get it. It's so slow. And, but now I was like, oh, that's my baby. Like that is my song. Like yeah. I can't imagine not having that song. And so it's funny. It's like, it took me a few years to kind of mm-hmm. catch up with her. Um, but in the last like five, six years I have, I've never looked back, obviously. And so, yeah, that's my little swifty story. <laughs> that's so oh, cool though. Yeah. Especially, yeah, like that you like, you know, we're growing with her and then you're like, ah, about this. And then you're like, oh, heartbreak sucks. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Like the whole like Taylor Swift oversight. Like I had no idea that that was even going on until I listened to all like podcasts. I really learned like the nitty gritty details oh. of it. I had no idea. Oh, and I also have to say, y'all always shout out Paul Sedoti. Mm-hmm. And I have a little story about oh. him. I am a big Paul Sedoti fan. Oh, yes. I went to school with one of his nieces. She no was way. like in my grade at my school. I wasn't super close to her, but she was in choir with me. So I knew mm. her. And she always got like these great tickets to like all the tours. <laughs> of course. They, they, they recently went to the Eras tour I saw. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So when y'all like talk about Pulsadoni, I'm like, yeah, Pulsadoni. Like my boyfriend Jonathan was laughing at me because he had so many great moments Mm -hmm. in that tour. She Mm -hmm. really gave him like the moments he did because he's been there since the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh my gosh. Like when he had that big guitar solo during the Archer, I was like, my my boyfriend was laughing at me because I was like, I love so, that. I love, yeah, that's oh what God, we were that's doing too. Yeah. Like, go, Paul. We were screaming for Paul. <laughs> big, yeah. big, 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 big Paul Sedoni and his goofy friend. hair. Yeah, his, yeah. his goofy it's hair. So much. It has. <laughs> He's just the dream. He's the dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, what does Taylor's music mean to you? And why did you want to be on the episode of Speak Now? Yeah, so that's such a good question. So I'll talk about Speak Now first. How about yeah. I originally wanted to be on Sparks Fly. I just wanted a Speak Now song because mm. as we all know, Speak Now Taylor's version is a so product. And yes. I'm, just, I'm so excited. It's like I said, I associate those older albums with like my childhood. And mm-hmm. so I, for some reason, I really remember Speak Now came out like in the fall, I'm pretty sure. And I remember listening to it on the way to like the pumpkin patch with my family <laughs> mm-hmm. and after trick-or-treating with my family. And like <laughs> I just associate it with like fall and like haunted and Speak Now, I always loved that song. Mm-hmm. I just love how theatrical it is mm-hmm. and how it points out a story. I always wished it had a music video. Mm-hmm. I felt like that would have been like such a missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just, I love weddings. Like my boyfriend, Jonathan, will tell you, I've been hearing wedding bells since like I met him. <laughs> um, I'm hoping, yeah, he's, he's graduating from Baylor soon. So we have mm-hmm. some plans for the future, but I just love that song. It's mm-hmm. so catchy. I'm so excited to hear it in her mm. older, more mature sound and yeah, voice. Yeah. I think that's been the best part about these Taylor's version albums is like, it's not that I disliked her voice when she was younger, but I mean, I know better than anyone, your voice matures as yeah. you get older yeah. and it, it, she has really grown into herself and her sound. And I just, I love hearing her go back to these older eras. So that was why I chose to speak now. But what Taylor's music means to me, like, 
it's like she says in the Miss Americana documentary, it's like her fan base has grown up with her. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel. And I love that, like, even though maybe, like, I wasn't experiencing the same feelings that her maybe at the same time as some of the eras, mm. I love that, like, I still could as I caught up. As mm. I got yeah. Older. yeah. And I just, I'm such a big lyrics girl, too, like you, Gab. <laughs> and mm. I just, I love it. I love how much I can relate. And then I just love, like, she's a musical genius. Mm. Like, the music nerd in me that has a music degree always listens to that Mm -hmm. stuff. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she did this because of this. She did this because of this. And I just always love figuring out Mm -hmm. what's going on in Blondie's head. (laughs) Because we all know it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, a lot always. Always. (laughs) It's just, just, like, she's so nostalgic. I can't think of any other, like, celebrity that I've followed for a longer period of time than her yeah. and that's why the Eras tour was so emotional for me because it was like oh my god I'm back to being 10 years old at mm-hmm. the fearless tour like mm-hmm. oh my gosh and I just love that she did that for us yeah. and it's a lot of work that she oh yeah seriously and yeah yeah I just adore her she's amazing she is she really is yeah. Yeah, when it like transitions from the lover section into the fearless, I think we all got emotional. We were like, oh my God, we're going back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wasn't even there, you know, for it. Like I wasn't even, you know, in like, Taylor yeah. back then. I mean, I knew Love Story and I knew You Belong With Me in those music videos, but I wasn't into it. And But, you know, having Fearless Taylor's version come out in this whole process yeah. of our podcast, uh, really of course made me absolutely mm-hmm. adore fearless and yes. so i feel like there's a part of fearless that is for me too <laughs> yeah, and, and so that transition specifically was so powerful mm-hmm. not to mention paul mm-hmm. got his great moment <laughs> oh, paul. You know, you know, and that yeah. amazing you know like curtain of sparks that came down yes. uh, uh, like just so so beautiful and oh the visuals um, were just amazing yeah, yeah. It's just so cool that's kind of yeah. how i felt when like red taylor's version came out because mm-hmm. like i said when she came out with red i was 12 yeah <laughs> I, was like, I was like a big directioner at the time and so i love what direction I was like in that phase of my yeah, life and yeah. so like hearing Red Taylor's version I was like oh my gosh like <laughs> I understand it now it. like now I have this personal connection to it so mm, yeah. really awesome yeah, yeah. And, so cool. and you know I'm it's kind of just resonating now of how you know with your stories that that the Taylor's versions are basically allowing all new generations and yeah. fans to experience yeah. these songs for the first time in their own way because they are basically new albums because she sounds yeah. completely different now mm-hmm. yeah and she's older and um and it's just such an unbelievable experience and so mm-hmm. novel yeah no other yes. artist has really done this yeah so She's a legend. Um, I really is. think that's how, like, my little middle schoolers have become so, like, they're they're total Swifties just like you and I. Like, mm-hmm. they know all of the things. They know all of the words to songs that weren't even written when they were born, mm-hmm. like, way before. And I really think the Taylor's version album, like, totally are a credit for that because for sure. it really lets you back into that era, even if you weren't present during that time like Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for like 1989 and even a little bit of reputation because I'm like I was kind of a Swifty back then but Mm -hmm. not not to the point where I am now and so it's really awesome that she's doing this 
Yeah. Mm. So cool. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The toughest question. As of right yes. now, what, and it's okay, it's right now, what it's are your right top now. five Taylor songs? <laughs> oh, God. This took me the longest, and I am going to cheat a little bit. I apologize okay. in advance. One of them is a tie, and then I have, like, three short shout-outs afterwards. Okay. That is totally like, okay. Yeah, we get I was that. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I love that this is a question, because it makes me feel like, Oh, this is like what Gavin Dev do. Like mm-hmm. now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's hard. really hard. I, yeah, I'm thrilled with like so much time at the beginning of this. I kept thinking at that at the beginning of this podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, the amount of time that they have to put into all the research <laughs> and rankings and everything yeah. so that they hit everything and y'all do it every time. So awesome. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to start with my number five, and this one's the tie. Uh, but it's a tie for a good reason. So mm-hmm. my number five is Mr. Perfectly Fine oh. and Fearless. Mm-hmm. The reason why is before Taylor's version, my favorite song from Fearless was Fearless. Mm-hmm. I love that song. I'm so glad y'all love that song, too. Oh. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's so slept on. I was mm-hmm. so glad that it was in the era for that yeah. list. And, oh, it was perfect starter to that era. I just mm-hmm. love it. But now, like, Mr. Perfectly Fine, I kind of feel like has inched its way up. I, I'm like, how is that song not on the original album? Like, it is such oh, a good, good No, I see. Taylor even it's said so herself, she's like, I don't know why this one didn't make it on. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, well, yeah, we were thinking the same thing. <laughs> so I love this, too. I, I just kind of rigged them up the same level. At this mm, love it. Yeah. Okay. So number four, Sparks Fly. Mm. I love that song. It's kind of like, again, a good intro into that era, Speak Now era. I just love like the melody of it. It never mm-hmm. gets old. And mm-hmm. it's such an earworm. I used to listen to that song a lot at the beginning of me and Jonathan's relationship oh, too, because mm. it's such like a, like infatuation song. And mm-hmm. I just love that. Every time I hear it, I think of him. There's a lot of those on here. <laughs> so that's number four. Number three is Daylight. Oh my gosh. The first time I heard this song, it was way past, like, well, maybe not way past, when the Lover album came out. It was probably, like, maybe a year or so after. And I really didn't, like, get it. Like, I heard it, and I was like, it's very repetitive. It's just like, mm. daylight, daylight. Mm-hmm. It just repeats itself. But then I heard the um, like piano version from the Paris concert. Yeah. That changed so it for me. Good. I was like, oh my gosh. And, and sometimes I've noticed that with Taylor's songs, they have to sit with you for mm-hmm. a little bit for before sure. you really appreciate them because they're so deep mm-hmm. and very lyrical. And maybe like the melody is not like this big like earworm or this big pop song. Mm-hmm. But once it simmers with you, you kind of like, oh, I can't go back. I love mm-hmm. the song. And yeah. that's how Daylight was for me. And I just love, like, the comparison of the way that she sees love. It's so obvious in mm-hmm. Daylight. And it's so accurate, too, because, like, I'm in a long-term relationship. And I totally can relate because it's like Daylight is a song about, like, what a healthy relationship yeah. looks like. A healthy yeah loving safe relationship looks like and it's so easy to see that when maybe this is the only one you've ever had like it's like it's just daylight is so beautiful I love the lyrics 
Oh my gosh. And I am so mad that she played it the other night. I'm so <laughs> mad. I yeah. really, after everything that's happened, I was like, we're probably not going to get daylight. We're probably yeah. not going to get Cornelia Street. Cornelia Street's on the table now. Yeah, though. It's, it's on the table. If she's going to sing daylight, then she might. obviously that's got to come up. So I was like, my ass, Wandy. Okay, but anyway, I will be devastated when we she plays will. Cornelia. I'll be we excited, but yeah. devastated it didn't happen in New York. Yeah, <laughs> I know. My God, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, if there was a place to sing that song, I thought it was going to be there too. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we got we got okay we got okay. So no, we got we got great songs. Yeah, yeah, y'all got great. We we can't really get okay. Yeah. Okay, number two. Number two, August. I'm a big August fan. It was on my Spotify rap for like two years straight. I love that. I'm a big August fan. I never get tired of it. The Long Pond Studio Session especially. Mm-hmm. I just love it. I love that it's kind of coming back again because of where it is in the era's tour set. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It is so magical to it's experience that song. Oh my god, I'm probably giving a lot of era's spoilers. I'm sorry. But I mean, <laughs> That's okay. I it's like my entire personality <laughs> since I've gone. Um, but yeah, August. Love it. I love that also for that show that's coming out, it has like, have y'all heard like, like that big like cinematic version of the song now? Oh yeah, I know. It's I like can't so wait beautiful. to like hear it. I think it's for, is it for the summer I turned pretty? Is it for that yes. show? Yeah, show. I like that mm-hmm. show. It's on um, yeah. Prime, yeah. There's like a symphonic I've never version. seen it. Oh, you should watch I'm, it. The, yeah. the first season has, um, I think two Taylor songs in it, maybe three. Mm. Um, I think yeah, that's I when this love. this love, yeah, mm-hmm, this love mm-hmm. Taylor's version was made for it, and then August is in it now, and it it really builds like it sounds mm. like a totally different version of the song, and Ooh. it starts in like the second verse, yeah, which is weird, cool. and so I'm like, oh my gosh, but yeah, I can't get enough of it. It's like on TikTok everywhere. Oh, I hope so, she releases yeah. that, that version of it. Yeah. Okay, and the number one, I kind of hinted at it earlier all too well 10 minute version mm-hmm. which is ironic because i can't relate to it anymore obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but i think any person who's been through just a really rough breakup that had you know like the relationship was maybe short but just mm-hmm. full of so much yeah happening they can relate to this song mm-hmm. and i was just so happy that we actually got this song yeah i remember hearing about oh there's a 10 minute version and i was like 10 minutes how can you make this song 10 minutes yeah and the fact that it's like real now oh my gosh it's just beautiful and the short film Mm. yeah yeah had to be my number one oh of course it's classic yeah classic Kaylee, thank you so, so much for being on uh, Swifty Spotlight yeah. with us. And is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, if there's any uh, Instagram you'd like to shout out or any other uh, info you have? Sure. I mean, I'm a private account, but I accept most people. <laughs> <laughs> My Instagram, yeah, I just am. It's a teacher thing. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can follow me. My username is Kaylee Cold. Um, K-I-L-E-Y and then K-O-L-B as in boys, my last name. You can follow my dog account if oh. you'd like. Oh, <laughs> there we go. I'm one of those. I'm one of those. Yeah. It's <laughs> at my man's Manny. <laughs> my man Manny. Yeah. Love my it. man's Manny. That's what it is. Yeah. So you can go follow him and 
just a little shout out to my students that are Aww. sweeties. I'm totally going to tell them about this. In the yeah, fall. Please I tell them. Yeah, yeah, they need to, they would love this. They would so love this. And, and then shout out to Jonathan for the hundreds of millions of time. I love him. Big fan of him. I'm so proud of him. He went to that era's tour with me. He really did. Uh, and we uh, we went as the lover era. Which uh, was yeah, it was so fun. I actually got him a t-shirt. And it was the best t-shirt there of all the boyfriends that I saw there. <laughs> it said, uh, <laughs> it said, it's me. Hi, I'm the boyfriend. It's oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And he wore it with pride. It was great. We had 13 tattoos. Oh, so and he, cute. he did all the research with me. He watched oh. the Americano with me. Oh. He watched the Reputation Stadium tour. He was so excited to go. So love we him. love it. Well, we love him. a supportive part. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Because you know what? Like, yeah, if they're going to go to the Eras tour, they better be there for the Eras. Yes. Like, I, I learned that from you. I was like, oh, you know, I probably should make sure he's geared mm-hmm. up for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to take him. He needs yeah. to know the thing. So yeah, because yeah, yeah, we, we saw we saw a couple of partners uh while we were there that were not fitting yeah, really the vibe. Into it. Not no, into no, it. no, killing the vibe. Yeah, killing the vibe. <laughs> what a wasted seat. What a wasted <laughs> ticket. But yeah. Seriously. If you want to send us any of those pictures from when you went to yeah. that tour, well, like when the episode comes out, yeah. we'll post those. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much, Kaylee. It's so yeah. great to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Dream come true. Yay! <laughs> Listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. What <laughs> pastry <laughs> do you think that the, the gown, looks, gown like. looks like? Yeah, We're dying to know. Yeah, please. And let us know your thoughts on Speak Now, Speak Now Taylor's mm-hmm. version, if you were at that Tampa yeah. show. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes, and thank you to our newest patron, Diana. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, as always, to our patrons. You are the absolute best. Well, next episode, we'll be covering Castles Crumbling, featuring Haley Williams from uh, a Speak Now Taylor's version from The Vault. Very exciting. Yes, we're going to do what we did for Red and Fearless. We're going to slot those, slot vault, those songs vault songs in. That we've passed in the alphabet. Yes. yes. So. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tate to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.